0: It's Encounter has got Time here on The Breakfast Show, and we are about to get into our Bible study. 20 million people studying the same passage of the Bible at the same time. You can join us here and be a part of a worldwide movement. But before we get into our Bible study, as always, we have a question for our quiz, followed by your text messages. That's right.
1: Our question for the quiz. Which of the following is not one of the seven churches of Revelation? Thyatira, Pergamos, Laodicea, Or Antioch. Okay. Which of them is not one of the seven churches of Revelation? 0491 064 669. Easy peasy. Get your questions, get your answers in on that one. Lyle's just like, you better know this. You just you have to. You gotta but you gotta Revelation. You gotta read Revelation. You gotta know Revelation off by heart. And this is this is like the opening too. Like if you if you read Revelation and got too confused and just left it, you at least read this part. So again that question was which of the following is not one of the seven churches of Revelation Thyatira, Pergamos, Laodicea or Antioch. Zero for nine one zero six four six 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 You just,
0: That's right. you have to. You gotta, be, you gotta, Revelation. You gotta read Revelation. Yeah, you gotta know Revelation off by heart. And Come this on, is, go. this is
1: like the opening to, like, yes. if you, if you read Revelation and got too confused and just left it, you at least read this part. So, again, that question was, which of the following is not one of the seven churches of Revelation? Thyatira, Pergamos, Laodicea, or Antioch? 0491 064
0: 669. Okay, the flooding in Bangladesh, horrific floods are happening worldwide. Bad enough in first world countries, who can help themselves? But imagine third world countries. Students mm. need a help for those who can, for those who can, should really help. That can be your ministry for Jesus. God bless mm. Asian Aid. So a great text message there supporting what the work that Asian mm. Aid is doing. And when we see the floods here in Australia and people get displaced from their homes and lose their homes, we find them couch surfing in other people's homes mostly. Yeah. That's typically what happens. They, they're couch surfing for a while, might take them a year or two, get back on their feet, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. We do find some of them becoming homeless. And typically, a homeless person in Australia, well, I'll, no, I shouldn't say typically. There are quite a number of homeless people in Australia who have become homeless through these kinds of circumstances who are living in a motor vehicle. Mm hmm. In Bangladesh, they're living under a piece of cardboard.
1: Yeah, because that flood that flooded you out will take out a whole town,
0: like your whole everything in it, and you don't have resources, Mm. and you don't have people that you can catch surf with, Mm. and the rain doesn't stop falling, and you literally find these people living under a piece of soggy cardboard in the mud. Yeah. So there's a big difference between first world countries and developing countries when it comes to floods. Mm. Okay, Christianity in China, uh, over 100 million in underground churches uh, take their lives in their own hands for doing so. God, God's hands is upon them in free countries. We take our Christian faith so much for granted, isn't mm. that a fact? I don't believe we will truly know our love for Christ until we ourselves are persecuted for our faith then we will know.
1: I'm going to say something kind of controversial. All right, but let me let me get say. Ready. It. Get ready, get ready. It's going to Give be controversial. A- so get ready to smash law. <laughs> I hope that Christianity stays illegal in China.
0: Okay, so you got a lot of Chinese friends. This is yeah. interesting to hear from you because mm. you got a lot of Chinese friends. Mm. How how many Chinese people go to your church? Uh, like percentage
1: wise, let's. I don't know, maybe 15 to 20 percent. That that's a decent number.
0: Mm-hmm. So you obviously know a lot of Chinese people. Yeah,
1: that, that's either Chinese or, like, Singaporean, Malaysians, that kind of area. Okay, so um,
0: people who speak Chinese. Mandarin, yeah, Mainrain. yeah. but we're the talking, Cantonese.
1: yeah, which, again, there's different kind of uh, situations in regards to faith amongst those different yeah, yeah, regions. Singapore's great. But, yeah, in terms of Chinese, there is a, we, we always joke we have a Chinese embassy, like there is a, a, a fair few like a sizable amount of Chinese people who come to our church.
0: That's awesome. That's mm-hmm. absolutely amazing. Now, would they agree with you when you say, I hope persecution doesn't stop in China? Uh, or are they just tuning out right now and it's like Lawson's a heretic, yeah. we're never gonna listen to Faith of again. Listen, I don't know.
1: This isn't a conversation that I've had with them. But okay. this this is this is my thoughts, okay. This is my thoughts. Obviously Maybe we should get
0: Nara on the phone. Yeah. <laughs> Let's call her up. But hey, th-
1: listen listen to my thoughts. This is this is what I this is why I, this is why I said this. Okay, so in the year 300 AD, I preached about this on the weekend. In the year 300 AD, one in 10 people in the Roman Empire was a Christian. And Christianity was spreading rapidly. We're talking about a Roman Empire what had two hundred and fifty to three hundred million people at that time. So we're talking twenty five to thirty million people. Christianity is spreading rapidly. It's pure. It's amazing. People are doing the Lord's work. Um, that is directly followed by then you know Constantine's. Um, changing, you know, now instead of persecuting Christianity, he ins- like instates Christianity as the religion of the Roman Empire, Th- that then led to pretty much the Dark Ages, uh, and when Christianity became a huge institution that persecuted and oppressed people and melded with paganism and left God. And I think what we're seeing, as that text said, if there's a hundred million people in underground churches in China, we're seeing a, mu- a movement that is incredibly pure, that is growing through the study of God's word and people being convinced, uh, that Jesus is, is, is real and that we should give our whole lives to follow him. If overnight Christianity became an accepted religion within China, just like we've seen in pretty much every other country there is a very high likelihood that it would then cease to grow
0: let us know what you think particularly if you're a chinese
1: yeah 100%. if you're a
0: chinese person we would love to hear from you right now yeah, and-, and to hear your opinion on what lawson just said His Historical analysis is very compelling.
1: Yeah. And, and I want to say this like, I obviously, I love Chinese people and I love that they get to come to Australia and they have the opportunity to learn about God in, in this environment. And I interact with a ton of Chinese people at the university where I work and spend time with them and, and I teach Chinese people the Bible. Yes. 100%. But at the same time, like, I, in, in a country with a, uh, government system, which is so about control, uh <laughs> as the CCP is, if overnight they change the law there to say, yes, we are now accepting Christians, I cannot see how in communist China that wouldn't be a ploy to then meld, continue to meld and twist Christianity to ultimately, yeah, use it as a tool to hurt people. So therefore, if Christianity stays, if Christianity stays illegal, it stays pure, and it will continue to grow. That's my thoughts. Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine is the number to call or text if you would like to um, challenge me on that or agree. Would would love to hear
0: your opinions. Absolutely. Tracy's text is true to say, "Hi, Lyle, I'm a pensioner, mm-hmm. and I've been supporting a little girl in Nepal for seven years." Wow, it isn't difficult. And I love helping her and her community. Mm. And, you know, when you see these people come through these education systems and become major administrators in their countries. Yeah, that was amazing. Uh, And not just one but a whole heap of them like this person, this person, that person, this one over here. Oh, and that one. They went through our schools as well. Mm. That is evidence of a successful system that is successfully working. Mm so yeah asian aid it, uh, jump on their website, have a look, check it out yeah and, and and once again, love to hear from you in relationship to uh your thoughts on on China should uh, I guess here's some other thoughts let me, let me throw a counter out real quick let's have a bit of a discussion uh, about this Russia ah, uh, when Russia opened up in the 1990s, we started doing evangelistic campaigns over there and baptizing thousands and thousands of people at a time sure hmm
1: but Russia. When it opened up in the 1990s, and yes, it was under communist rule. Yes. But the Russian Orthodox Church also existed. Yes.
0: Three-self church also exists in China. Yeah. So... As, as as puppets of the government.
1: Yeah. So I I can definitely see, like, the value in that. But I feel like, again, that evangelistic success can, just like it was when Rome opened up to Christianity... Can, thousands and thousands of people were baptised. Uh, it can be very short-lived, mm. followed by the corruption of Christianity.
0: I think that's what we've seen in Russia as well. Yeah,
1: 100%. And, I, and I totally having said agree. that,
0: if China opened up tomorrow, yes, I'd be uh, buying a plane ticket to do a campaign.
1: Oh, there. Y- dude, we'd go together. We'd yes. broadcast. <laughs> like, Absolutely. 100%. percent I mean, like,
0: Lawson, hook me up with translators.
1: Oh, dude, I've got you. I've got the Chinese hookups, bro. We would be over there getting it done, 100%. I know plenty of people who would go with us, but in in the current situation that we're in, I'm like, you know, if we're talking about the long term, I'm like maybe it's just better.
0: Maybe, maybe you're right. Uh, did you know that there's another one in China? Did you know that millions of people are uh, that in China, millions of people are trying to immigrate to other countries? This is after the effects of the COVID lockdowns and how the Communist mm. Party has savagely treated the people, especially in the last few months. City lockdowns and abuses by police. 100 million visitors to immigration websites the government is demanding a very good reason for wanting to immigrate and taking passports away from some. What's your analysis on that one? Uh, I've actually...
1: I know people who are kind of going through this currently, that I could definitely speak
2: to. You're listening to The Breakfast Show. Contact us on 0491 064 669.
0: All right, so getting back to... uh, We've still got a few. Oh, we've got some more text messages coming. It's getting a lot of uh, response lately, which is really, really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's have a look at what this one says that is, oops, push the right buttons here and things might work. <laughs> Why do my buttons not work? Mm-hmm. Here we go. Where did that one go? It, it came up on my screen and now it has disappeared. <laughs> Lyle doesn't know how to use a phone, guys. Sorry. I'm going to go we're... back to those other text messages. and <laughs> oh, so we got, we got somebody on the phone.
1: No, No. oh, maybe Shell is sending them through her phone. I think that's what she's trying to
0: communicate to you. Nope. Don't have any text message from Shell's phone either. (laughs) My phone buzzed. I saw it come up. It disappeared. Is it on Messenger? Maybe it's on Messenger. Okay, it's on Messenger. Here we go, here we go, here we go. In regards to what Lawson is saying, a lot of people refuse Christianity simply because they hate being told what to do. Mm Mm-hmm. That's an interesting thought. It's very true. Mm. And uh, that's kind of where Satan started, isn't it? Yeah. Didn't want to be told what to do, so he's like, I will rebel. Well, this is, this is the thing. It is working. I, I, I think
1: as human beings, just quickly before I say that, as human beings, we are compelled to have some level of autonomy and freedom. And now, as a result of sin, that compulsion can be mis- misplaced. Uh, And so what we – but it actually can be correctly placed. And I think what we see a lot of in China and in other countries where uh, Christianity is persecuted yet people are still converting is that compulsion. Mm -hmm. They are seeking liberty and freedom from oppression and they find it in God.
0: It's an interesting paradox, isn't it? You're looking for people who are seeking freedom in China and becoming Christians to – and I think this is probably what Bruce was pointing at, is that they're, they're looking, they're seeking freedom in China, and they're finding that freedom by, by by becoming Christians, reading the Bible, and being told what to do by God rather than by the government. That's right. You have people in Australia who are rejecting Christianity because they don't want to be told what to do. Yeah, that's right. They have freedom, but mm-hmm. they don't want to be told. You know, it's it's, and and this is the fascinating thing about the Bible and about Christianity. Yes, it does tell you what to do. Mm-hmm. It does te- treat you like a child, mm-hmm. because when it comes to God. We are. Mm. And uh, we tell our children what to do Mm. because we want them to be happy and we know how that they can be happy. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Brett says, I I agree with Lawson's reasoning. I think it's brilliant. Our reliance is on the Holy Spirit to spread the message, persecution, spread the... Message, persecution, so the idea would be spread of the gospel message without the persecution as well. That's a little bit of a uh, jumble of words right there. I probably need a few punctuation marks in that one to make. I just, I just think you can't read, Lyle. Here, have a crack at it. Um, it just needs a couple <laughs> of punctuation marks. But anyway, be that as it may, he agrees with you. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's some great idea. I want to hear from a Chinese person. Yeah. Uh, Franco says, so the church in Australia is not pure because we are not persecuted. That's valid. Mm. We look at the church in Australia. Anyone will tell you the church in Australia is not pure, particularly secular people will tell you it's not pure. Yeah. Add persecution and things would change dramatically right there. Mm -hmm. These text messages are coming through as fast as I can read them. (laughs) Um, okay, awesome. this one says, totally agree with Lawson because I heard many Chinese Christians under persecution say exactly the same thing. Christianity grows under persecution and adversity. It dies in good times. That is just religious history. Look what the 12 apostles did under persecution. Mm. So we heard from some Aussies, someone from, with a bit of Spanish background. We need to hear from some Chinese people. <laughs> We can we can
1: we can send the text out. We can we can we can 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 solicit some Chinese people to to send some text messages. In potentially, we'll see how we go.
0: Okay, the United States Constitution. We'll change the subject here briefly. Um, Reclaimed America from reclaimed America from the Constitution. Prophecy coming true. This will happen in the next few years. Then all our rights will disappear. When it happens to America, it will happen to the rest of the world. Welcome to China. Interesting comment, Mm. Uh, but there's no question that the secular West is heading down the path of restricting religious freedom. Africa and hunger, planned depopulation, and it's coming to the rest of the world? Maybe. Building houses with 3D printing, I saw the YouTube presentation, amazing stuff, that actually looked very nice. Mm. The presentation I saw was a normal size house. Mm. And then the Coral Lab, creating what God made. So much for evolution. Man destroys then fixes it. At least they are trying. Uh, nature's ecosystem is amazing. Yeah, that is so true that the water reaches the right temperature and we have the right amount of sunlight and the right amount of moonlight and suddenly everything comes to life. wonder how evolution figured that one out and how it survived long enough to actually figure it out. Okay, let's head over to our Bible study and we'll see if we can get some see if we can get some Chinese people on the phone. Um, but our Bible study today is all about meekness, and we're going to begin Ezekiel 24, verse 15 to 17. So Ezekiel 24, we'll start reading here in verse 15, and the Bible says, Also the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Son of man, behold, I take away from you the desire of your eyes with a stroke. Neither shall you mourn nor weep, Neither shall your tears run down. Don't cry. Make no mourning for the dead. Bind the tire of your head upon you and put on your shoes on your feet and do not cover your lips and do not eat the bread of men. Pretty full on statement here from Isaiah where, sorry, Ezekiel, where really bad things are happening and God says, no, don't be mourning about this. Um, And then it continues on. If we continue down through the passage here, it says, "So I spoke to the people in the morning, and even at and and at evening, my wife died, and I did as I was commanded." Siri Siri in the background. Siri
1: is consoling you. Oh, that's my Siri. That's your Siri. What's my Siri doing? (laughs)
0: <laughs> that was I'm
1: sorry to hear that okay, Siri's really looking wondering. out for you
0: uh, Siri's looking out for Ezekiel here mm-hmm. uh, For those of you who are wondering Producer Shell is still behind the computer She is still uh, working away there she, Amen. Her health is fine She has not died But Ezekiel's wife did die that evening And God you know, God comes to him in the morning and says Don't mourn don't do any of the things that a morning person would do, and his wife dies that evening. Mm. Uh, and the people, and, and, and then he, the Bible says he did as he was commanded, and the people said to me, "Will you tell us what these things are that you do?" So this is a a tragedy that God uses to act out a prophecy. Then I answered them. The word of the Lord came to me, saying, "Speak unto the house of Israel. Thus says the Lord God: Behold." I will profane my sanctuary, the excellency of your strength, the desire of your eyes, and that which your soul pities. And your sons and your daughters whom you have left shall fall by the sword, and you shall do as I have done. You shall cover your lips, and not eat the bread of men. Mm. And your, and keep your shoes on your feet. You will not mourn nor weep, nor shall you pine away for your iniquities, and mourn one toward another. Thus Ezekiel is unto you a sign, according to all that he has done shall you do. When this comes, you shall know that I am the Lord God, So why is it then that Ezekiel is told not to mourn and then the people ask, why aren't you mourning? I mean, this is a horrific circumstances right here. He's just lost his wife. Mm. And typically in those days, uh, the custom would be when you were in mourning that you would go barefoot, you would wear sackcloth, you'd put ashes on your head. And God says, don't do any of that. And so he is breaking with the culture of his day, with the traditions of his day. And not only that, he is just swallowing it all down because God said so. Why, why does God say so? What's, what's happening here? Why was Ezekiel put through this particular crucible? Mm. Dude, I've got text messages coming in Left, right, and from
1: Chinese people. Okay. And we'll, we'll get to them in our next section. We will. We mm. will.
0: All right so when we look at this it caught the attention of the people dramatically mm. and in this culture in these in this in these days this is an event that would have gone from one side of the country to the other like wildfire mm. Ezekiel just lost his wife you know the local pastor just lost his wife mm. and he's not mourning and we know that he loved her And then Ezekiel comes out with this firecracker of a message where he's like, okay, this is the message. This is coming your way as well. You need to be ready for the troubles that are in front of you. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. We're about to have another question for our quiz. Before we do, we've got a number of text messages that have come through. And uh, thankfully, Brett has pulled over and stopped and retyped his message that he was trying to send through his watch. Um, now with punctuation. So let me read this with punctuation. It works better. I agree with Lawson's reasoning. I think it's brilliant. But our reliance for the spread of the gospel is on the Holy Spirit, not on the persecution of Christians. So if we can have the spread of the gospel without the persecution, that's the ideal. And better than having Christianity illegal. That's Brett's thoughts right there. Mm. But Lawson's been getting a whole slew of text messages and phone calls. I think we've actually got. Some- uh, we've
1: got a- my friend Pastor Chris on the phone. Okay, and so he's gonna. Are we, is he there? Hello, Chris. Are you there?
2: Hello. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. We got you, bro. How you doing? I'm not bad at all.
1: Yeah. So Chris is I'm one really of. Weird. Chris is one of my personal friends and I was just texting him about what we've been talking about. So, Chris, we wanted to get your opinion as someone who is both Christian and Chinese. We've been talking about persecution <laughs> in China of Christianity and I said this. A bold statement. I said, I made a bold statement. I said, I think that it's potentially better for Christianity to stay persecuted and restricted in China because it has led to yeah, growth. Great growth in the underground over there of a pure Christianity. And we, you know, I asked the question and put it out to everyone. You know, what do you think about this? Should should it go the other way? Should we open up China to, like, should we pray that the government stops persecuting Christians? Would that be better for Christianity? And yeah, I just
2: wanted to get your thoughts on it. What do you think? Oh, wow. Uh, that's a hard question for me to answer here, Lawson. Yeah. <laughs> uh, as a matter of fact, according to the data we're seeing, yes, back to the late 80s, uh, the churches in China grew the fastest. I mean, old underground churches, they opened up small groups at homes. Mm. The church was growing like crazy. Uh, after, I mean, the government opened up more, we had more freedoms. Actually, the churches stopped growing that fast. So that was true uh, to extend, but also, Uh, I think it's just because materialism comes to China, globalization has made China becomes, you know, one of the richest countries in the world. Everybody starts pursuing different things instead of there was actually nothing there for them Mm. um, and also under persecution. So people like to come to God looking for strength, that sort of thing. So it's true, Mm. Um, but is it better for Christianity? I don't know. Is because your church is growing means everybody's spiritual. That's I can I, I don't think you can equal that together. Mm-hmm. You might have a thousand people in the church, but um, how many of them are spiritual? Uh, don't know. Mm-hmm. So,
0: yeah. So, Chris, you're somebody who somebody who uh, grew up in China. What 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 part of China?
2: I'm actually from the southwest part of China. Nice. Mm-hmm. I I actually literally. Um, i never been to a church when I was in China Before my conversion uh, Church is like a they, they, they kind of like Putting church and Buddhism In the same category um, the, the idea of God are Not rightly educated In a way So I kind of hated the church When I was growing up Why What people in the right mind will go to church Just you know Try harder and do the right thing <laughs> and we're thinking about Buddha and uh, and God; just different names or different deities <laughs> at a time. Mm.
0: Yeah, fantastic, yeah. Uh, Chris, um, Pastor Chris. Thank you so much for joining us here on on Faith FM Breakfast Show this morning to give us a perspective on, from from a Chinese person, a perspective on what's happening in China, and of course the persecution that's happening over there. Um, Chris, I don't know whether you feel um, qualified to speak about it or not, but something that um, I've been following with interest is the. Um, of course, looking at people of faith, the Uyghur um, Muslims, um, any, any comments on what's happening there?
2: <laughs> I've never been the part of the China that way. If you see the news on the internet, you have seen probably uh, some sort of persecution going on there. Uh, for There's no really a religious freedom, freedom in, in, a, in a way, because I believe that our government, in essential, is a state and um, religion combined. Right in in this communism, and what they believe is actually literally, is the religions they by. So once they do that, there's no literally freedom of speech or freedom of religion there. Uh, it's just naturally what's going to happen. Uh, so well, I mean, what I what I see is probably the physical a uh, little bit of physical persecution in that part of our, our world. But in the normal other cities, um, the church cannot grow as fast as they want, as, you know, as free as they want, Mm. because the uh, state and religion combine Mm. as the government there. Mm.
1: Chris, thank you so much for your thoughts. Thank you for joining us on the show. I know it was pretty late last minute. I was just like texting you in the break, but hey, thank you for giving us your thoughts on this
0: topic. Well, very, very, um, very applicable to our Bible study, which is all about the crucible. And we're talking about a church, a country that where the church is in the crucible right now, and we've been looking at how you know the crucible affects us as individuals, China is a place where the crucible is affecting the entire church in that country and people of faith in that in, in, entire country, so we really appreciate Chris coming on the show mm. and sharing those thoughts. Um, from a Chinese person's perspective. We haven't actually had the question for the quiz yet, so we do have to cover that very quickly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and your phone is just sitting there, just absolutely
1: buzzing. Dude, you told me to reach out to Chinese people, and I did. <laughs> I've got all kinds of answers. But, hey, uh, our last one here. How many chapters are in the book of Genesis? This is an incredibly easy question, my friends. You can get it. 0491 064 Again, that question was, how many chapters are in the book of Genesis?
0: Okay, if you know the answer, you know the number, 0491064669. Amongst your whole slew of messages there, Lawson, um, is there some standout ones that you would like to share with us? Now,
1: I've got uh, my friend, Na, who sent me in a text message. She says, it could be less pressure so that the underground churches could be open to more people, but at the same time, the problem in China is the long history and culture and education embedded in people's minds, which is so essential to change. Now, I really, like, and maybe this is reading between the lines in Na's message. So, Na is someone who became a Christian in Australia, same as Chris. They were both from, uh, oh, actually, Na comes from a Christian background in China. So, she grew up with Christian parents in an area of China where it's a a lot less persecuted because it's not, she doesn't live in, like, a big city. Okay. uh, Living kind of away from that. But then, had her conversion experience over here in Australia australia and and just reading her text message she's she it's interesting she comes from a place in which persecu- it, christianity isn't so persecuted so she can see actually it's the education just the same as we kind of experience here in australia yeah, it's like the education problem. and you know the culture that embeds in people's minds is what's needed uh to change but again reading a little bit In between the lines, it's like, oh, but in an area in which people are really seeking for something better because they're feeling the weight of persecution it's probably a different situation again. And, and that's what we're seeing from the data, that it is growing so much. But then as Chris mentioned as well, you have this rampant globalization of materialism that's then coming into the country and making it incredibly rich and then people feel as though there's no need.
0: That was very interesting where he said when the church was persecuted in the 80s, it grew rapidly. Now it's being persecuted, but it's not growing as rapidly because China is so much more wealthy. Mm. Oh, fascinating stuff. Mm-hmm. Really interesting observation. Um, anything else there that you wanted to highlight or should we just get back to our Bible study? Well, well actually, we're out of time. Yeah. <laughs> if you got something there, you got and last one to read it for us. Uh,
1: yeah, look, they've just been, they've been writing in similar things. It's ultimately it, the, the persecution could very much work in the church's benefit. In fact, that was something that Chris wrote to me before he came onto the show. He said this, the darkest time is yet to come for all truth lovers. Persecution might be needed for the cleansing of the church, even here where it's not persecuted currently.
0: Especially here.
1: So, But then following that, he's like, look, I don't know, man, if you compare Australia, China, they all have their certain issues. They all have reasons of which why people wouldn't be compelled to come to God. And then there are certain... Places where people are compelled to come to God because of the persecution. So I think ultimately <laughs> we could say it depends on the situation. I'm still going to stand by my statement and sure. from, from what Chris said as well. It's like, Hey, in the eighties when Christian Christianity was persecuted and they were truly looking for something better, they found it in God.
0: Okay, Hannah's text is through to say regarding persecution, the book Insanity of God by Nick Ripkin has a lot to share of experiences in Russia, China, Middle East that agree with Lawson's bold statement. Uh, there's a quote here, Suffering is one of God's ordained means for the growth of his church. He brought salvation to the world through Christ, our suffering saviour, and now he spreads salvation in the world through Christians as suffering saints. In the words of Paul, all who desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. Second Timothy 3, 12. Clearly there is a sense in which the danger of our lives increases in proportion to the depth of our relationship with Christ.
2: Mm.
0: Oh, that's a heavy quote right there. Let me read that one again. Clearly there is a sense in which the danger of our lives increases in proportion to the depth of our relationship with Christ. Mm. So, how much danger is in there your life in your life right now, and how deep is your relationship with Christ?
1: Ooh, wow!
0: Let the truth cut this morning. That was <laughs> oh, text message of the day right there. That has just challenged yeah. me to my very core. Mm. So, here's one final thought. Sooner or later, life itself breaks us all, and we see that happening in persecuted places. What's been your experience with being broken? What lessons have you learned? How can your how can your own broken soul be used by the Lord to help other people? Something that we need to think about, uh, something that Ezekiel went through, something that the Chinese people are going through right now, and giving us an example of how being broken can actually encourage us in our very easy part of the world to live a more righteous and consistent life and have a closer walk with Jesus. You're listening to The Breakfast Joe Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. It is time for question of the day. Before we have question of the day, we have answers for the quiz, and here they come.
1: All right, answers for the quiz. In Revelation 6, what did John see when the first seal was opened? A white horse. Where did Barak read the words of the prophet Jeremiah? In the temple of the Lord's house. Where did Lazarus live? He lived in Bethany. Uh, Which of the following is not one of the churches of the, the seven churches of Revelation? The answer to that one was Antioch. And finally, there are 50 chapters in the book of Genesis. But right now, it is time for... Question
0: of the Day.
1: Right, well, we have a question from Ben, and Ben asks, In Revelation 20, 7-9, will all the unsaved possess an inherit evil nature and will uh, and will follow Satan and surround the camp of the saints in the beloved city? If not, why would... People like my little old grandmother who never harmed a fly choose evil and Satan even if she is an unredeemed sinner.
0: Okay, so this is a really interesting question. And my first question that I would ask in reply to that is what makes you assume that your little old grandmother who never heard heard a fly is an unredeemed sinner? And a lot of people reply that, well, because they never, uh, they never profess Jesus Christ. Mm. And this comes, uh, this brings a misunderstanding of what the Bible teaches about salvation. And so we can never presume to be the judge. Mm. The Bible speaks about people who will be in heaven, who have never heard of Jesus Christ. In Zechariah chapter 13, this is a question we get fairly regularly. Um, In Zechariah 13, the Bible talks about, and this is describing a group of people in heaven, one shall say unto him, this is Jesus, one shall say unto Jesus, what are these wounds in your hands? Then he will answer those with which I was wounded in the house of my friends. So you've got a group of people here in heaven who are like walking around heaven like, this is amazing. We're glad we're here, but we don't know what's going on until they meet Jesus and he has scars. And it's like, that's weird. How have you got scars? Who are you? And so if people can go to heaven who have never heard of Jesus, then God is obviously a judge who is far above us in being able to look at a person's character which then highlights for us the entire purpose for the millennium. God doesn't do things randomly. God doesn't do things without a purpose. You read the book of Revelation and a lot of people who interpret it will just be like, well, you know, this happens and that happens and the other happens, and you ask, why? Mm. Why? 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 Why is God doing all of those things? And if they don't have a reason that reveals the character of God, if they don't have a reason that comes from the Bible that re- reveals the love of God and that teaches us more about Jesus, then it's a false interpretation. Mm. The entire purpose of the millennium is so that we can ask those questions. So, for instance, Ben, if you get to heaven and during the millennium and your grandmother is not there, you can ask that question of God Personally and say, why isn't she here? And God can then reveal what we can never see. And so one of the things that we can never see is what a person, or very rarely see, is what a person is actually like because a person's character is only truly revealed in a time of crisis. So crisis doesn't make character. Crisis reveals character. Mm. And maybe you've never seen your grandmother in a crisis situation. I don't know. I mean, I know none of these things. And uh, maybe in a crisis situation she would be a very different person. Maybe she would be a much more righteous person. Or maybe not. Mm. And a lot of people have been very shocked at times by people who have lived a very, very, very moral life in the wrong circumstances have suddenly done something unimaginably immoral when a crisis came along and so these are all things that we don't know and we just can't assume or presume any of this because god is judged the bible says in psalms chapter 87 that when god uh, judges when he makes up his book he takes into account the circumstances where a person was born here you've got people who are in heaven who have never heard of jesus romans chapter 2 if you head to romans chapter 2 you've got a whole passage there in romans chapter 2 Uh, From verse, where is it? From verse, uh, where are we? Uh, From verse 10 onwards, that talks about how the Gentiles who have never heard the gospel message are saved by listening to the voice of their conscience. And so maybe a person's never heard of Jesus. Hearing of Jesus is not the only way of being saved, but it is by far the best way, which Mm. is why we are called to share the gospel with the entire world to make people's lives a better life. It is the. End of the breakfast show here this morning, kind of sad. Uh, Tassie Encounter's about to begin, so stay tuned. Jason Cook's down there. He'll be taking care of you for the next hour. Uh- okay, so massive shout-out to producer Shell, who is also radio host Shell. Amen. Promote, promoting this uh, all week uh, because it's awesome. She has a program on Thursday afternoons drive show mm-hmm. from three thirty to five thirty. Mm-hmm. You don't want to miss it. You want you to can tune hear in? all the best music, best music, best sermons, best mm-hmm. messages, best Bible studies right there, mm-hmm. right here on Faith FM. So make sure you tune in for that. Don't miss out on it. It's going to be an amazing, an amazing program. You preaching this weekend, Lawson?
1: Potentially, actually. Oh, okay. I've been asked to preach. I haven't accepted yet, but Ooh. I could potentially be preaching
0: this weekend. Well, potentially we will potentially let you know where Lawson may be preaching <laughs> this Saturday. All right. Don't forget to talk faith, live faith, to act faith, and you will grow strong in Jesus Christ.
2: God be.
1: God be with you, God be with you till we meet again. Until we meet
0: again, at Jesus feet we meet again. Jesus God be
2: with you till we meet again. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at one 1800 Faith FM.